Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. Life We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to Life Tips. We now continue part two of Byron White's conversation with author Tony Crabb. I wanted to ask you about core values. Do you yeah. think that we should each literally write, each of us should write down our core values and develop core values? And could you give us some sample core values that would help us make our life less busy and more productive? Yeah, well, I mean, they're hugely personal things, yeah? So, and, so the people I work with, sometimes it's the thing that's useful for them to help them to focus is core values. That, that's what it is for me because it, they really resonate with me. And I can talk through what mine are if that's helpful. Some people, it's they, and often this is earlier in their career, but people identify what their core strengths are, and they use those in saying, you know, based on the Gallup survey, I'm going to focus on, find a way of focusing on activities that allow me to use my strengths more, and they're really intentional about that. Other people will look at what's going to be most important or impactful in the business. But whatever it is, get clear of the big stuff. Now, and then get really specific about it. So, so for me, you know, one of my core values is creativity. And that would be one of the things that, so in the morning, I'll just think creativity. Okay, how can I bring real creativity into some of the work that I'm going to be doing today? What could I do? What, what new thing could I think about generating in the, in the, world, you know, in, in the work that I'm doing today? So I'll, I'll actually look at some of the, some of the jobs I might have and actually be really intentional about bringing creativity into that work. Um, and obviously, one of the things that, that we know about creativity is creativity doesn't, doesn't happen if you're trying to be switching tasks at three minutes at a time, which is what most office workers are. So, you know, Teresa Amabel did some great research um, from Harvard, and she found that, you know, the best creative ideas happen when people are having hours um, on a single task, if you like, to really mull over a, pro- a project. So it's really saying, what's the, re- what's the big stuff in my life? And normally people have an idea of what those are for them, whether it's on a purely work thing or on a life thing. But what they don't do then is then have, have the discipline of saying at the start of each day, okay, this is my big stuff. And before they open their email, how am I going to move these forward today? What specifically am I going to do today that moves these forward? And then do some of that rather than just opening, opening email. So again, to the Stephen Covey thing, if the first thing you do is your email, all that's going to happen is you're going to get tired in psychological speak. would say that's ego depletion. And therefore, you'll make worse decisions. And so you'll end up grazing. You'll end up choosing the obvious stuff all day rather than the important stuff. I wanted to ask you about this this analogy that I've heard in a, a wonderful book I'm reading called Traction, um, and it and it talks about the the famous example where you have a jar in front of you, and then a pile of big rocks and small pebbles and sand, and how do you get all of those rocks in your jar? What's the methodology to do that? And obviously everyone picks up on that and says, oh, of course you put the big rocks in first, and then the small rocks followed by the sand, right? 
Mm. Um, but is 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 our workday a bit like that? Is it possible when you meet with people that are off aligned, are they battling with themselves and are not prioritizing the big rocks versus the sand and and may have gone wrong in that mix and, and in which case they they should probably just dump it all out and start again and start from ground zero with a different methodology. In other words, is there a methodology that can solve this problem of feeling too overwhelmed and too busy and when practiced properly it it hit it, it's it's like a slam dunk as we stay in the states here or a silver mm-hmm. bullet or it does it just you know make make it all work yeah so i mean i love that story um of the of the big put the big rocks first and so part of it is is just a sequence problem so one of the things that we know, I touched on the ego depletion a few minutes ago, but one of the mm. things we know is we get stupider as the day goes on. <laughs> and we start the day pretty fresh, you know, we can make good decisions, we can do creative work, we can, you know, we can really achieve a lot. And what do we do? So most of us, we get to work and we think, oh, I better, what I'll do is I'll get on top of my email, I'll get on top of my, all my I'll do some of my to-do list, and then, if I've got time, or, or then, I'll do my big stuff. Now, all that happens is, in the very act of doing your email, you're just tiring the brain out. Uh-huh. And so that's having two effects. One, it's making you less, less creative, less imaginative, less clever, as it were, because you're getting more tired. But it's also reducing your willpower. So, now, in the moment, when, you, when you're choosing between this important stuff, so the big rocks. If you look at any of your big rocks in your life, they are always more effortful than the small rocks or the small pebbles. So in a choice between doing a few email or grappling with that big project or thinking about how my, I can engage better with my customers, the thing that's much more tempting in the moment always is the small thing. And so if we start with our... If, we, if, we, if our playlist, if you like, in the day is let's start with some of the small stuff, get it out of the way, then we're guaranteeing at the time when we tell ourselves at the start of the day, we're going to do the important stuff, we're not going to have the energy and we're not going to have the willpower to make the right choice. So therefore, we're going to procrastinate the day away. So, you know, I love Brian Tracy's famous book, um, Eat That Frog, because it's just a simple and lovely and sticky idea that just start your day for an hour each day working on the biggest, scariest, hairiest problem that you've got in your life or in your work before you, before you get sucked into email and voicemail. And that in itself, when, I, when, I, when um, customers or clients start doing that, that can make a dramatic impact because it, it has two effects. One is you actually get some of the important stuff done. But it actually, people start realizing the satisfaction that comes through actually and the relief almost that comes through making progress on the problems that matter to them. And so it's often just simple things like putting the big stuff first in order. Um, And then the other thing about when it comes to sequencing is on the whole, front loaded day with the big stuff, back loaded day with the little stuff. Um, Cluster, as I mentioned earlier, cluster the little things like emails into blasts so you blast through them and then just stretch out the time that you've got for the bigger stuff and and these simple things help 
I'd like to talk with you about changing the world and uh, it, it, with us here at Life Tips. And I'm going to toss an idea out to you and see what your thoughts are on it. I read a book uh, quite some time ago, probably back in 2008, um, uh, by Mark Hurst called Bit Literacy. Great book. And uh, at the time, it, it, it talked about this, this flood of, uh, of email and to-dos and tasks and responsibility that was coming at us at a, at a very fast pace, much faster than normal, particularly with the advent of email. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, his methodology uh, was, was rooted, of course, in that observation, what do we do all in this? But it was also rooted in the psychology of as a result of all of this flood of data, we actually leave our workday every day feeling like crap. Okay, we, we feel overwhelmed, like it just keeps piling up, right? So he had a solution that was very interesting. And his solution was, you need a task list in front of you every day that allows you to push below this task list to like future, I will get to this someday list versus what you were going to actually do that day. So as all of these bits come at us throughout the course of the day, we make a decision. If it could take us one minute to solve the problem and deal with it, then you just have to deal with it. Maybe bundle a few up and so you can certainly focus. But the point is, if it's someone's going to take you more than a minute or two, put it on a future task list so you will get to it another day. And when you start every day, Look over your future task list and all of these projects that you want to someday get to and physically pull them up and add them to your task list in the course of the day. Mm. Um, would you agree with this methodology uh, that he put forth? And do you also think that there's a, literally a technical solution? Um, and I'll tell you about the one that, that we developed internally ourselves in a second. But what's your thought on his methodology? So, yeah, it's really interesting. I, there are... There are two very common things that people talk about when it comes to being too busy. One is this sense of overwhelm that you touch on, and the other is this background sense of failing, failing to make the progress that they want to make on the things that matter to them in life. Um, so, and we know that one of the ways of dealing with overwhelm is just to get stuff out of your head. So, you know, Brian, um, or David Allen rather, talked about a bucket list, I think that was his term. But the idea that any jobs and things that you're holding still in your head is reducing your thinking power. So uh-huh. you have, a, have something with you that just allows you to dump, a brain dump, if you like. Uh-huh. Now, one of the things I recommend, though, is not... One of the things I see as, as a big barrier to people escaping busy is to-do lists, actually, crazily enough. Because what happens is people stick anything on a to-do list, then the minute it's on a to-do list, which is often on there because it's a thing that you think you might forget, <laughs> um, then all of a sudden feel, feel the pressure to do it. Uh-huh. Um, so what I do is I've got a brain dump, which is, is there, but there's no sense that I'm going to feel, feel I ever need going to do all of it. Um, it's just a, a dump of ideas, of thoughts, that I can reflect on every now and then and, and look on in the morning, as you say, to... Um, to decide what I'm going to do. But, but a big problem that comes from lists, especially if it's called a to-do list, is a lot of the prioritization people do, and they feel they're being good because they're prioritizing, but they're prioritizing the relatively unimportant stuff that they thought they might forget and so therefore put on their to-do list. 
And so actually, uh -huh. for some people I work with, the very act of keeping a to-do list is driving their attention away from the stuff that matters to them. Uh -huh. So I would be really intentional about what goes on that to-do list. Have a way of getting it off your brain and capture it. But don't drive your primary activity around a to-do list because otherwise, as I said, you might just it ends up sucking your attention into the stuff that isn't that important. Uh -huh. it, it's super wise. I, 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 many years ago when I first began, began my career in the 80s, I used to I subscribed to this guide. I forget who produced it. It was, uh, but it was, it was write everything down and lists and paperwork and calendars and carryovers. It had this folding device so you could actually carry things over and then bring them back to an individual page. And it was it was crazy. And they divide your life into five or seven, no more than you know, circles and create all your yeah, tasks yeah. around those things. It was, just, it was a paper mess at the end of the day. No. And those things, all, all those, all those strategies are great. Yeah. yeah. In a world where you can do it all. Yeah. Right. So in a world where you can you can do it all, then that you know organization is a great strategy. Uh -huh. um, but actually, organization, none of us are going to organize our way out of this chaos. Uh -huh. Instead, we've got to um, make better choices, and and then make sure that the brain doesn't, you know, that our psychology doesn't drive us to do stuff that isn't for the good of our organizations or for the good of yeah, our lives. That's right. Let's take a break, everyone. Back in just a minute. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Tony. Tony, thanks so much for being on the phone with us today. 
So let me tell you what I did. So we, we took bit literacy, and I, I really took it to heart. And I said, you know, we need to build this. We need to build this this monster task list sort of a, a software, and we need all our employees need to be able to use it together. And so what we built is this really cool. Um, a piece of software we call it our task list, and it 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 has a it's a calendar just like you you see a normal online calendar. Um, we can open up a task and, and look at the details of it, look at what its target due date is, or whether it's tied into particular customers. It's all built right in our CRM. It's actually really interesting, um, and so we can we can we can assign tasks to fellow people, uh, fellow employees, or we've got one little whole section rather than a person it's a thing called the idea board or the fix it board or uh, you know and we find that departments are now wanting their own boards um, so it it allows us to store all the data so what, you know all the tasks so that what happens is the tasks come in and they're 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 put into this lower section of the calendar below where all the the days are uh, and it just says future tasks and then we have columns for these future tasks because we can drag the tasks all around. We can create different columns of A priority, B priority, C priority, or we could name them big rocks, you know, small rocks, sand, you know, um, and, and look at all these things. But the important thing is each person in the company is only pulling up the things that fit typically in like a six-hour window of the day. So you can only pull things up. And by the way, you can estimate the amount of time it would take to do these tasks. So mm-hmm. you can, when you look at the task, you can see how much time it's going to take to do that thing. Um, and I have to tell you, our employees have really enjoyed this. They feel productive. We can map all these things to productivity. We can map these things to some of our core values. Uh, for example, one of our core values at Writer Access is um, wowing customers, Right. I'd have to go into that in detail, but when you post, because it's one of the three core values that I that I've set forth for the company, um, when companies post a task they've done, they can check off. Yes, this was one of our wows. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just did a wow that wowed a customer, and uh, so we can keep track of these things and, and recognize people. Sorry for the long explanation, but am I moving in the right track? Do you think something like this is 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 helping? employees and helping us uh, make employees feel good about what they're doing and feel less busy. Okay. So, so yes, I, I think it sounds like a smart system. But the, what I like about it is that it's anchored closely to the values so people can connect those two. Um, and, you know, I can understand how employees would like it because it allows them to feel the sense of productivity because they're doing things that are important. Um, one of the, the one of the thoughts I have around it would be when I when I get people to think about their task lists or project plans or whatever, um, if the driver is bottom up, if you like, here's the tasks I think need to be done. Um, uh-huh. Then sometimes that can lead towards lists full of relatively unimportant stuff, albeit uh-huh. they might connect into things that are important. Um, as long as at a certain point, the, the list is also being fed by some top-down thing. And I don't mean necessarily this is a seniority thing, but I mean people sitting back and asking the bigger questions about, and the less obvious questions about how do we, how do we think differently about how we're wowing our customers for the sake of you know, for that. As long as those things are also being fed in, 
um, then that's important. I think the other thing I'll say about employees are feeling good about it. I think that's right. People are quite satisfied when they um, go through tasks and complete them and tick them off. I mean, there's a real satisfaction from that. Um, and there's also satisfaction um, for when people feel that they're making progress against the problems that matter to them. So, again, I think it's referred to as the progress principle. So if, if these tasks are capturing the problems that matter because you've collected them so closely to the values, then it, it sounds a really sensible way of doing it and organizing it and making it really clear and transparent. I guess the only, only challenge I have or, or the question mark is providing that there's enough top-down kind of big-level thinking, if you like, about uh -huh. the, you know, moving forward on the, on the values. Right, right. Very, very good. Very savvy. One of our other core values that ties directly into that, just to get, give you some thoughts and get your feedback on that, is this concept of, of how we manage people. So we believe there are, that management of people is actually really simple in the end of the day. Set expectations and inspect the work. It's like super simple. So if your employees are very clear on what their roles are and they have a set of expectations, then they should be able to perform. But unless you inspect that work, it, 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 it's all for naught. You really don't matter. Now, it's difficult to inspect every single task that everyone does, right? And that's, that's your point, I think, right? Mm. Is that, uh, but, you know, we can come pretty close. We can set goals. We can look at the numbers, look at the data, because everything's in the CRM. Mm. You know, I'm reading another book that, that's the, the opposite of that, however. It's a great book by Ron Kaufman called Uplifting Service. Mm. And, you know, he talks about how service needs to become really a, a, a culture within the company. And, in fact, as it turns out, he argues that, you know, managers that micromanage and, uh, you know, are looking at being prescriptive on what, uh, what, what, you know, what people are doing, you know, um, you know, counting and tracking and, you know, just surveys and data and, mm. you know, all this tracking is, it, it, it's not good. It's not healthy if you're trying to build a culture around, uh, around, uh, say, wowing customers. Mm. Um, you know, service is, is, is taking, action to create value for someone else, he argues. And that is not a prescriptive thing you can necessarily do. Do, mm. do you know what I mean? It's, it's a deep cultural things, thing. I don't think those things stand in contrast. I, I yeah. did, I've done quite a lot of work with, um, with companies around helping them to move, for example, to flexible working. And one of the things people often grapple with is to do that means you have to move 100% to outcome focus rather than a lot of what management activity is, is actually just getting involved in the how. It sounds like what you're doing is getting really clear what you expect and then reviewing the outcomes. Um, and for me, that leaves um, a huge amount of creativity for the individual, a huge amount of creativity for the culture, if you like, mm -hmm. around thinking about how you deliver those results. Um, so... I think where, the, where the, the problem can come and where, you, you know, the, the culture doesn't really take off in terms of people putting their own emotion and, and their own motivation into it 
is if there's no opportunity to express themselves in how they do things. But actually, having a um, a sense where, and, and part of that's moving to a really adult relationship, right? Which is to say, uh, we're going to give you a ton of freedom, but there will be consequences if you don't deliver. So work wherever. There's no time. There's no place involved in how you how you do your work, but deliver these outcomes um, and deliver them in the way that you want, and then seek support as an adult in the way that's going to help you to deliver those. And and that is incredibly powerful culturally, and it, it can really create a shift in the way people engage both emotionally and practically with the customers. But it still is very consistent with what you're doing, which is getting clear on what's expected and, getting, and actually getting really clear on the outcomes that are required and then inspecting those. Tony, I have to tell you, it's been a real pleasure talking with you. We've gone a bit over today, but I've enjoyed every minute of us going over. I wanted to tell you that. Um, tell us two, two final questions for you. Who would you like to get a hold of you, and how can they get a hold of you? Um, well, I'll, I'll start with the second question first, which is the easier one probably, which is um, the website is tonycrab.com, so T-O-N-Y-C-R-A-B-B-E.com, and any information you want on me is there. Um, and then when it comes to who, well, you know what? I'm, I'm pretty open to anyone that's grappling with busy in their organizations, whether it's small or large. Classically, I work with large organizations. I, I, do, I do a chunk of work with, with smaller organizations. Um, but yeah, anyone that's grappling with it, and whether you just want to pick my brains or whether you want to, you know, you want to talk about doing some work together, then that that would be great. So, if you're struggling with too much, if you're struggling with busy, then get in touch. Terrific. Thanks again for being with us today, Tony. Greatly appreciated. Really enjoyed it, Byron. Thank you. Right on. Until next week, everybody. I hope your life's a little smarter, better, faster, and wiser, and less busy. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.